Iceberg on my feet, the speedy Gonzalez, Big Ma and Big Hawk, yeah, they my compadres. We ball every day like a Tino, Mobley, I got a Cartier, but have you seen my Roly? Oh, here goes. And welcome to episode 34 of Throwback Hoops. Just a reminder to follow the video show on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, we're available everywhere. Appreciate all the support from everyone. You would have just heard me spit some bars from Little Flip's 2002 track, Sunny Day, where he name drops Katino Mobley. And as always, I'm joined by my main man, Robbie Clayton. And Robbie, how good is it to see Little Flip, who was born and raised in Houston, Texas, to drop the name of, of a Houston Rockets favorite at that time in, in Katino Mobley in, in one of his rhymes? Yo, what's up, Woods? Yeah, great to be back for another week, mate. Um, yeah, always good to hear the Cat Mobley name being shouted out. It's actually someone I've heard on quite a few um, hip-hop songs from around that era as well. So he's obviously someone that was popular. Um, of course, someone we saw in that big three tournament filling yep. it up with his grey hair a few years ago. So that's right. Yeah, and, and Robbie, you know, just like every week, you know, we, we rock our jerseys and I see you got some... One of my favourite players' jerseys there as well and one of yours as well. So why don't you tell the audience a little bit about what you got hanging and what you're wearing today? Got some real old school today, don't I? So yeah, I'm doing the double Billy Owens champion jerseys today. So yeah, if anyone else has two different champion Billy Owens jerseys, I'd like to meet him. Um, the one I'm hanging up is his time with the Sacramento Kings. Um, so you can see the black Kings jersey hanging up there. I'll just stand up and show you the one that I'm wearing today. Probably appropriate given the, the result that just happened in the NBA to be wearing this jersey. But I'll just give you a look at this one now. And for everyone who can't see, Robbie's wearing the champion mid-90s Warriors Billy Owens jersey. Uh, reminiscent of hanging with Mr. Cooper where Billy yeah. Owens' name was dropped many times, Robbie. Definitely right around that era, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. So, so look, a little bit about Billy Owens. Yeah, as you know, Wood, someone I always really sort of liked his career when he played. So 10 seasons in the NBA um, after getting drafted by Sacramento at pick three in the 91 draft out of Syracuse. Um, interestingly enough, Owens was actually a holdout with signing his contract with the Kings and was actually then traded to the Warriors for uh, another one of my favourites in Mitch Richmond. So he then played three seasons with the Warriors before being traded to Miami and he also ended up playing for Sacramento after all that stuff that happened with him not signing the contract. Um, and then he also played with Seattle, Philly and Detroit to sort of round out his career there. Um, look, not a whole lot of accolades for this guy there. Um, he made the NBA All-Rookie Team in 92. Um, he did represent the U.S. at a couple of tournaments, so he won two silvers and a bronze and some minor competitions there, um, including that 1990 Goodwill Games that friend of the show, Andrew Gaze, um, spoke about when he was on there. Um, so, look, his number 30 jersey is retired by Syracuse. Um, interestingly enough, his son, Chaz Owens, is actually currently playing for Syracuse, so might be a name to look out for there. Um, look, I guess post-career... Um, Owens has been working as a player agent, amongst other things there, so he's kind of still relevant in that um, NBA landscape, I guess. So um, I do apologise, Woods. I do not have a Billy Owens bobblehead. Not sure if they ever made any there. You know I probably would have bought it if they did. But no, that's the Billy Owens um, double. I was looking forward to doing this. Um, it's one that I sort of, you know, it was quite hard tracking down these two jerseys over the years, especially the Golden State one, actually. So... Yeah, that's... Love Billy O, man. Love Billy O, right? He had a great <laughs> game, didn't he, there? So what about yourself there, Woods? What are you rocking today? For sure. I'm just going to stand up. So what are you standing up wearing? A Detroit number seven uh, jersey, and it's not Thon Maker. It's actually Englishman Ben Gordon. Well, kind, kind of Englishman, right, Woods? 
Say again? He's kind of an Englishman, right? Englishman. Yeah, yeah, he was born in London, right? Yeah. So, And as I said before, not a Thon Maker jersey because the exact same number and style of jersey, given that Detroit have like literally never changed their jersey designs over the years. But, yeah. And, and Rob, like. Rob, before I jump into it, you know, I just want to talk a little bit about Ben Gordon and his post-playing career and what he's done. You know, he's mm. recently come out and said he's um, had problems with mental health and um, he's been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and he's um, even... Um, you know, had uh, thoughts around suicide and things passed in his life. And mental health is something that means a lot to us, you know, and it's uh, uh, really commendable of him to actually being an ambassador for mental health in uh, within sportsmen and, and, and really um, speak about it openly because it's not easy for him to do that. So Definitely. big shout out to Ben Gordon, right? Um, so, yeah, anyway, g- going on a little bit about Ben Gordon, something unique about him. Ro- Robbie, w- what is that? Well, that he was a ridiculous bucket getter, but I don't know how unique that is. But yeah. oh, he's the fifty-point club as well, right? Well, no, something else, something else. Something else. Uh, yep. Um, I don't know. Okay, he's the only player to ever who have, to have ever won the sixth man of the year award as a rookie, right? Yeah, so, yep. unbelievable achievement there. Uh, he obviously um, also won a, a NCAA title at UConn, if I'm not mistaken, alongside Amaka Okafor. Um, he was the third pick in the 2004 NBA draft, um, most known for his time with the Chicago Bulls. It's funny having a, a, a Gordon, just a Jordan without the, <laughs> the J replaced by a G, right? You know, and, and, and playing on that team, right? You know, it was... It was hey, it imagine was... Ben Gordon in today's game woods. Oh, oh hell yeah. Um, and as you mentioned, he had the 50-point game when he was with De- Detroit. Yeah. Um, you know, that, those two signings of Charlie Villanueva and Ben Gordon were much maligned, if you recall, right? They threw a lot of money at those guys. Um, and then, you know, he had a, a, a nice few years with the Bobcats, uh, faded out of the league, and then came back with the Orlando Magic, right, for one more season. Yeah. And he tried to make a few um, stops with Golden State and whatnot, but never made the full roster. I guess uh, um, his career faded out from there around 31, 32 years of age. Uh, but as I said, he's had a lot to do um, post his playing career. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, NBA All-Rookie first team as well. Just loved his game. L- loved his stroke, he's man. The same, yeah. same age as you as well, Woods. Yep, 1983. And yeah, man, I was just a huge fan of the way he played. And uh, uh, yeah, just always excited me when he came on the court. I always picked him up in fantasy basketball a bit too early, didn't I? Did. So this is what I like. <laughs> about these jerseys we wear woods we don't just come out with these name players or the ones that you know rebel stock those eight jerseys or whatever we we sort of rock jerseys of guys that we just had these you know liking for you know back in the day you always loved ben gordon i always loved billy owen so yep great that we can sort of rock those and you know tell a bit of a, a story about these players terrific robbie and since we've got the nba team uh today you know with our jerseys and stuff let's just kick it off with some discussion on the um uh, NBA playoffs. So you you spoke about it in the intro. So why don't you tell the little audience a little bit about uh, what happened today? So it's the twenty seventh uh, of May. It's a Friday today, and uh, Golden State just closed out the yeah, series, right? The game yeah. literally just finished about ten minutes ago. So yeah, look, I don't think it was too big a surprise that Golden State closed it out at home. There, they got the you know the gentleman sweep as they call it with the four one win over Dallas. There, um, look, Dallas were pretty ordinary today. I've got to admit, um, Luca was probably complaining more than he, he normally does today. He looked a bit. Is that quiet. even possible? Yeah. <laughs> Him and him and um, look, people say, what about Trey? It's not always about Trey when I talk about other people, but yeah, Jason Tatum and Luca, geez, they've um, they certainly complained a lot, those two, but um, yeah, I mean, look, he's had a great series. I think he just looked a bit worn down today, but yeah, Golden State were good. Clay Thompson had probably his best game of the playoffs today. Um, got some cameos like the Elitza had you know some good minutes in the second quarter. Um, I think we've you know, Draymond was good today as well, so I like the way Golden State are looking. They're sort of you know, Kerr's utilizing that roster well. We saw Kaminga have a couple of you know, decent yep. games in the series, so. 
Yeah, I mean, look, it's kind of tending towards what we maybe thought, that Golden State and, and Boston NBA Finals. But honestly, with that East series, who knows? It's just the strangest, crappiest series that we've seen for quite a while. So, you know, if Boston were to win the next game by 20, it wouldn't surprise me. If Miami were to win the next two and win, that probably wouldn't surprise me either. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the East has been a bit disappointing. There's been some some slightly closer con- contests in this Western Conference series, I'll say that. But I think the great story here is that dynasty that Golden State had. You know, firstly, that the championship with, you know, Bogut and Co. and then Kevin Durant coming in. And, you know, once, once Durant left, um, you know, you, you thought that that was it. You know, the GSW would be, it'd be a while before GSW came back here. But to their credit, I mean, they've still got those veterans on the roster, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, you mentioned Steph Curry, and they've retooled with some nice pieces around those guys under the tutelage of Steve Kerr, and they've gone, they're going back to the NBA Finals. So that's mad respect, man. Because at the start of the season, like I thought they'd be competitive this year, but to go all the way to the NBA Finals. And you know what's so good, Woods, as well? All these players on this Golden State team are all sort of homegrown, drafted players. I mean, obviously Durant, when he was there, was the exception there. But, you know, they picked up guys like Draymond in the second round that every other team passed on. They picked up guys like Jordan Poole that every other team passed on. So, you know, like they've done very well with their drafts. So I do think that Steve Kerr is a great coach. I mean, it's probably you know not a big statement saying that. But I think sometimes people think, oh, someone like Kerr, he's more a player manager. You know, he just has these guns on the team. But yep. I really like the way he coaches it. And you can tell how much they, they love the guy as well. So... Yeah, full credit to Golden State. Um, and look, if it is a Golden State Celtics final series, won't that be an absolute cracker? Be oh, definitely. Cracker. Hopefully some closer games in the final. And shout out to uh, another guy who was part of the, 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 old, uh, uh, the old, uh, old teams of the Golden State Warriors. I think he might have won a, in the 2017 and 18 championship, I think, if I'm not mistaken. It's Kevon Looney, man, mm. right? I mean, this guy, he's stepped up. He's had a 21-point game. He's had a 22-rebound game. He's averaging, you know, something like 12 and 12 or something like uh, I mean, don't quote me on that. But he's averaging a double-double throughout this series. And, um, you know, with all the attention focused on some of the other guys, Kevin Looney's had some good games this series, and he's really stepped up, right? Yeah. He definitely has. Really smart player, isn't he? He's always in the right spot. You know, he's sort of doing all those things that don't show up on the box score, sitting all these screens, you know. Crashing the, crashing the boards, passing well out of the you know the low post and everything else like that. So I'm sure guys like Curry would love having someone like Looney by his side for these these big games. Yeah, and I was speaking to a friend recently, and he was pointing out that um, I think Looney was at UCLA, if I'm not mistaken, right? Do you, mm, do anyway, when he was in college, he he had some offensive chops, right? And um, he showed that in college. But coming to the NBA, he had to uh, settle into a role and um, and and really you know do what was asked of him by Steve Kerr and the coaching staff and he put that away a little bit but you're seeing a little bit more of that now his ability to finish around the rim um yeah he's been brilliant exactly now he's been handy and hopefully he can sort of start to maybe develop some of these young bigs that they've got as well I mean obviously um you know we're not seeing Wiseman out there but even just guys like Kaminga and everything else like that I'm sure he'd be a good person to sort of lean on there and everything so no he's been very impressive UCLA um I was trying to type in Key on Dueling when I was typing it up. Yes, it was. It was you. Oh, okay, nice, Key, nice. Key on Dueling Woods. That's a name from the past. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, he was a first round. So again, he was a thirtieth overall pick. So a, a player that every other team could have drafted there. So yeah, full credit to their their draft history. The Warriors. Shout out to Key on Dueling, another huge advocate for men's mental health yeah, as well, right? So you know. Um, yeah, awesome. So, I mean, I mean, we've touched on it a bit. I mean, the, the NBA, it's been a bit of a drag since post-All-Star break. I mean, so, some games have just been so one-sided. It's been hard to stay, you know, you know, focused. And um, But, you know, it, it's still the NBA and we're at the business end of the season. So, t- 
talk to me a little bit about the East. I know you've mentioned it. You know, it's yeah. been a bit of a disappointment. I like think honestly, let's let's be honest. It has been one of the most brutal playoff series I've ever seen. Once we haven't had yep. any games decided by less than ten. It's just been it's been strange. I mean, it sort of goes on to something I want to speak a little bit about after this in terms of the the schedule for the finals games here and, yep. the, and the conference finals. But yeah, look, obviously, you know, it's been survival of the fittest. You know, both teams have had a lot of guys with injuries there, but. I don't know, I sort of sat down every game this week expecting it to be you know, a high-quality, exciting game, and I just end up leaving lose, leaving disappointed, honestly. And just some of those shooting percentages in that game yesterday, I think Miami had the lowest um, shooting percentage in a playoff game ever, I think I might have read it, 30%. Um, I think the average losing margin for these playoffs is the highest it's ever been in playoff history. Um, another stat, I think it was in game four there, Woods, Miami starters scored, I think it was 17 points for the game, which is the lowest ever since these stats have been recorded for a starting five. so Yeah, I think 1971 yeah, was yeah, the last... Yeah, first started recording, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's the most ever, but certainly since I've recorded it. But look, I think they, they, they have really missed Tyler Hero, Miami. Oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. You know, you know, Jimmy Butler's kind of hobbling around. Um, Bam Adebayo had his one good game when Robert Williams didn't play. Just like I spoke about on last week's podcast, um, when Robert Williams goes up against Bam, Bam does nothing. And apparently this has been the common theme since these guys were like playing... AAU basketball, everything else like that. So Robert Williams has really got Bam's number there. Well, well, that big game Bam had, I think he it was the fourth time in NBA history mm-hmm. a center's led the team in points, blocks, rebounds, assists, and steals in the same game. So, mm-hmm. and he needed Robert Williams to be out to do that, obviously, exactly. right? Yeah. Hey, Woods, what about some thoughts on um, your boy uh, Kyle Lowry? Oh yeah, man, I was just about to say, man, he Ooh. put up a donut, wow. you know. Wow. That contract's not looking really good, right, for Miami. Terrible, you know, he, can't, right? he can't guard anymore. Yeah, he's yeah. slow. Like, he just makes turnovers. His three-point shooting, which I always thought was a pretty good weapon for him, is just woeful at the moment. So, yeah, he's looking really, really bad. I mean, I don't know. He's obviously been dealing with injuries this year, so I don't know whether he's fully cooked uh, at this stage. But, look, the guy's 37 years old, so... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see next year. I think the big blessing has been Gabe Vincent, right? You know, yeah, like, he, and his game's stepping up. More. Yeah, playing more. Yeah. And and the, the problem they've had is the the depth, you know? Like, they don't have it, you know? They're, they're not even playing Deadman anymore, I don't think. You know, the no, Oladipo no, looks... Really. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oladipo looks washed up, right? Yeah. So, I mean, they literally got two or three guys off the bench that they're using, right? And, hey, well, yeah. what about Morris? Why don't they never give yeah. Morris a go? Like, he was pretty handy a couple of seasons ago, apart from just being on the, you know... The bench and being a troublemaker sort of thing. They haven't even seemed to try him out there. Yeah. Which does he's still on that him. roster. He is, yeah. He's still Are you there kidding the bench me? Making trouble, yeah. Like, is he? But um, no, interesting. But look, it really has been a, a brutal. Uh, so who are they using off the bench? They're using Martin. They're so using. Ol- Martin's played a little bit. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Obviously, Oladipo. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, they've kind of shifted up that guard because they're getting nothing out of Max Struess either, apart from yeah. that one good game he had there. So, yeah, I think they've shortened the rotation. They're just not getting anything out of these guys there. And Look, I'll probably go on to that next point as well, Woods, that I sort of briefly mentioned. What are your thoughts on these this playoffs um, schedule for these conference finals? So obviously, yeah. everyone's aware it's a game every day. So, basically, you play and you get one day off. Um, it seems a bit strange to me. I don't know why they couldn't have had an extra day off between, you know, when the series shifts from one city to another. So, basically have an extra day off after game two and game four, maybe. Um, yeah. Bit of recovery strange. for the players, right? Exactly. And the way yeah. they've kind of, you know, um, you know, Adam Silver's obviously tried to, you know, extend the schedule and try and not make the, the schedule so brutal like it's been in the past. It, it just seems strange to me they've, they've done it this way this year. I don't think they did it last season this way. Um, and maybe it's no coincidence with all these injuries. I mean, we've probably seen about eight different guys get injured in this brutal East series. Um, and look, it probably has affected, you know, maybe Dallas a little bit, probably more than Golden State, just in terms of Luca. You know, he's obviously looking a bit sort of, you know, out of whack and everything today after playing all these games. But yeah, what's your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I definitely agree with you, right? And maybe some of these one-sided contests wouldn't be so prevalent, you know? Yeah. With a little bit of a break, recover, you know, and, and you can get the best performance out of out, out of your players, um, keep guys fit, as you said, and this these one-sided games wouldn't be as common, I feel, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with it. I'm wondering when the final schedule... I mean, obviously, we know it's next Friday, the 3rd of June, that the, the finals will be starting. So I wonder if they will be going with that, you know, maybe every second day for the first two, but then having that extra day's break. It'll be interesting to see once they do release that because I know they like to have games on certain days over there, you know, where they're going to get sort of more viewing and everything like that. But I mean, there's no yeah. travel between one and two, right? Do you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. So, so I, don't mind, I don't mind that, no, right? Totally. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. After game four and then just, you know, let them go after that. But it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But look, either way, we could be having a few days next week with no games so that's not going to change i believe that friday start date next week so for example if boston is to wrap it up tomorrow at home which we probably expect we're not going to have games for a good five days then which makes you think why couldn't we've you know have had a couple of extra days in these series there it just seems a bit strange to yeah me. the one caveat there is hopefully these guys get a nice break golden state and probably boston and then we have a really good final series because as you said it's been really disappointing so far so at least give us a good final series right exactly i'd love to see those two i mean we said a couple of weeks ago they've had some good history these teams they seem to have pretty pretty exciting and competitive games when they play so yeah let's hope so i think i'd much prefer to see boston there than miami just miami a little bit hard to watch sometimes but anyway yeah awesome awesome and we can turn our attention to the draft afterwards right yeah okay so look let's just jump on to some general discussion robbie right nbl season's over so i'm going to throw a few to- a few quick points at you First one, Annalie Maley. She's been released by Chicago, Robbie. Played a few WNBA games. Got significant minutes, but it's been a good experience for her, right? It has. Look, it was a bit of a shame to see that, wasn't it? Um, look, the first thing I thought of was, what is Chicago doing with their Aussie women there after getting rid of Shyla Hill last season, I think it was. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, obviously, you know, she's very young, um, so hopefully she will get another opportunity. Um, yeah, it was a little bit disappointing to, to see that, though, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. The caveat is she's going to be available for the second and third game in the friendlies with uh, Japan and the Opals. So um, that's good for the Aussies, at least, that they get her back and we'll hopefully get to see her tearing up the NBL again. Yeah, yeah looking forward to that, definitely. All right. So I just want to then move on to Brittany Griner. OK, now, bit of a situation here, as, uh, as you may know, um, and Brittany Griner's wife has just come out, Cheryl, and says she wants... President, uh, U.S. President Joe Biden to secure the WNBA star's release and get her home from Russia, where she's been detained for like more than three months. So just a few key points I just want to touch on. She was um, allegedly found with a a vape, a weed vape, right? Um, And uh, Brittany's wife has said she last spoke to her 100 days ago. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on that, Robbie? It's a crazy situation, isn't it? Look, we were talking about that before. I mean, obviously, it comes around that time when she got there, right around that time when obviously Russia had invaded Ukraine and everything else like that now. So it's obviously just a massive political thing now. It's it's pretty sort of sad to see something like that going on. We know a lot of these American girls have gone over to Russia over the years, haven't we, and sort of played in that in yep. the, um, Euro League over there. And look, while they are getting paid a lot of money to go over there, I mean, I think, you know, obviously the door's shut now with any of these, you know, these Americans. They're not going to go back and play in Russia now. So... Yeah, I think it's 98 days or something like that. I know Jalen and Jacoby always give it a bit of a countdown on their podcast, but it's a crazy situation. It's a shame that just this political thing has kind of come in front of it, of everything, hasn't it? Yeah, and she's been stuck in the crossfire. And actually, there's a there's a penalty of 10 years in pris- prison potentially she for hasn't her. Been charged, right, or anything? Woods, no, right? no, it's she's just been detained. Just yeah, detained. I mean that's just crazy, isn't it? So yeah, well, look, I think the governments have got to start getting involved because they're the sort of things you know before long with stuff like this. Before you know it, it'll be six months, it'll be a year, and you kind of you won't 
canceled it here again sort of thing if that was a regular kind of person but yeah it's a pretty sad and just yeah ridiculous situation really isn't it in this day yeah and, age. And, and we wish for her safe release and her return back to her home country in the u.s right absolutely yeah all right, thanks, Robbie. So I just want to move on to Carl Zunich. Um, he's been re-signed by your Perth Wildcats to a full contract from a DP contract, and he's got two years on it, I think. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's a justification for the kind of work he's put in over the last year um, with the Wildcats and as well as uh, as with the Boomers. And I think you said uh, offline to me the other day that he's been performing pretty well in the NBL1, right? He has been. Look, I think it's a, it's a, it is a good signing. We want to sort of keep those guys, you know, obviously a young sort of talent and everything. He had a good career um, in America playing college and everything like that. I think he's 22 or 23. Um, look, I think that probably means that maybe someone like Kevin White's roster spot yep. is probably no longer, I'd say, now that, you know, Zunich is a, a full member of the team there. But, yeah, look, I like the way he plays. You know, apparently, you know, from all reports, he's a really good guy, great teammate. Obviously, he's, he's known as being a good defender. Yep. Um, look, I think with some more opportunity and some more minutes this season, um, hopefully, he fits into Morrison's offense sort of well and gets a go there. But no, I'm, I'm excited about that. And while we're on the Wildcats as well, Woods, I saw that they had um, re-signed Todd Blanchfield, which yep. um, the length of that contract surprised me, to be honest. A three-year contract there, which is a little bit of a surprise. Um, look, I think we all know with Toddy, it's all about his health, isn't it? The guy yep. is a, he's a great player, but you know he's had a few injuries the last couple of seasons. Um, the season before last, he was really handy with that last season with Gleason. Didn't quite fit in uh, that well this year with Scott Morrison in his offense there. But look, again, if the guy wasn't fully healthy there. So, look, it's a decent player to have come back. He's still relatively young despite, you know, being in the NBL for so long. So, I was, yeah, pretty happy to see both those news. You know, I think the Wildcats may have six people signed now or something like that, in, including American Bryce Cottonwoods. We could probably do a whole show on that. Oh, man. What is going on? Seriously. Do we not want this guy to be a naturalized citizen? Honestly, it's just... I really don't get it, man. I, I, yeah. Yeah, it makes no sense, is it? I mean, don't even have any comments about that now. But, yeah, and obviously they'll try and fill those roster spots. I don't see any way that Vic Law comes back to that team. I think he'll get a, a better offer elsewhere, perhaps in Europe or something. But, yeah, it's good that they've sort of locked down some of this Aussie talent anyway. Yeah. So, no, I was pleased with both of those signings. Yeah, Tod Toddy's been a serviceable... Um player for the Wildcats and when you talk about Australian talent um, you know he's right up there it's about getting the right imports around um, around him and the other Australian t talent on the Wildcats last year obviously with the bit of a logjam at, at, the, at the three spot with with Michael Frazier and him mm -hmm. they just got to make sure that they get the right guys to surround um, uh, as I said Toddy and, and some of the other Australians on that roster. Back on to Zunich as well Woods he obviously had those games with the Boomers last year didn't he in those yep. yeah I was just saying yeah. yeah so I think that's a, a good thing to have you know that experience and I think you'll be all the better for it for the Wildcats for Next yeah, while we're on your Wildcats, Finn Delaney actually got offered a, a quite a substantial contract. I think Liam Santa Maria reported that, right? And he declined yeah. and he's exploring options in Europe. Definitely. No, shout out to Santa for that one. Look, it's funny. When that free agents list came out, you know, after the season ended, I was looking through it. And I was like, oh, Finn Delaney, he would look good in red there. Um, obviously, he wasn't as good last season as he was the season before, but that's, you know, probably the there was a lot of reasons for that, obviously, with what the breakers went through last year. But, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? But, you know, the thing on my mind as well with that, Woods, we did, I mean, Matt Hodgson was supposed to be doing this last year as well, right? He was trying yep. to, you know, see what would happen in Europe. A contract offer didn't end up coming ahead and he came back to the NBL. So, you know, I wouldn't say it's totally, you could totally rule it out, but it does sound like perhaps if he, if it wasn't to work out in Europe, he may go to another team outside of New Zealand there, which would be interesting. But, yeah, I mean, he's still a, a very young sort of player, isn't he? He's, um, I so talented. Him. Exactly, yeah. And I yep. think last year, was probably a, you know I don't think that really showed him in his, his 
true sort of form there. So, yeah, I mean, look, if Wildcats could have got him, I would have been over the moon with that. Um, but, yeah, we could probably Europe probably beckons and he can go and earn some big bucks over there, I guess. Yeah, as you said, it was a tough year for, for the Breakers last year, last two years, as we all know, right? While we're on the topic of the Breakers anyway, BMW, my man, Billy McDowell White's been retained by the Breakers. Yeah. Not a bad um, one, local... One local. Deal, I think it was, was it? Yeah, one-year deal, yeah. I think. Not a bad local point guard to have. That's, that's his third season now, so he's found a little bit of a home there. Um, exactly. and, uh, Look, that's someone yeah. that was playing in the G League and, you know, playing pretty well a few years ago sort of thing. Um, again, you wonder, you know, maybe the with the new coaching change and everything else like that, that might suit his playing style a bit more. But, no, there's no doubt you know, BMW is a, a very handy player, right? So I know someone that you, you quite admire. Yeah, definitely. Loved his dunk last year. Still think it was the best dunk of the year, yeah, right? So yeah. On, yeah. on Toei Smith-Milner. Okay, while we're on the New Zealand break, there's a little bit more movement. Kyron Galloway, which is the Galloway twin from New Zealand, Robbie. Um, he's, been picked, yeah. Yeah, he's been picked up by Adelaide, um, uh, along with Anthony Drimmick, who returns back uh, uh, to to his former club um, to, to play under CJ Brown. Galloway first there, Woods, you obviously know about them a lot more than me. Do you know which one is the better of the two? The, the well, so far, Kyron showed a little bit more, right? Because he had more opportunities to play, right, in that New yeah. Zealand New Zealand team with, um, they were hit by injuries, COVID, you know, at the end of the year when, um, uh, you know, um, just having a blank now, um, who left at the end of the year to go to Europe? Yanni Wetzel, obviously. Yeah, Yanni yeah, yeah. Wetzel went to Europe, so Kyron Galloway got a little bit more of an opportunity there yeah. uh, with minutes freed up. So he's been able to show himself more than um, his brother on that on that Deep Kings roster. So, sure. yeah. But look, in terms of Drimmage, look, I don't think that's a bad move there. Obviously, going back, you know, he had some some pretty decent seasons with Adelaide. I don't know that he really fit in that well with Brisbane these last couple of seasons. No. He's pretty, pretty low averages. His shooting percentages were right down this year. Um, but look, he's another one, you know, we've spoken a little bit of NBL1. He's playing in the uh, NBL1 North. North, I think for one of the Gold Coast teams and he's filling it up so far he's been getting like you know 33 points a game or something like that getting lots of assists and everything so I think that'll be a good thing for him going to Adelaide you know he probably knows a few people involved in the system it is a bit of a different team than it was two years ago of course yep. we've got CJ coaching now but look it's not a bad move there you know some of these Aussie sort of talented players are a little bit hard to find there so yeah not a, not a bad move for the Bullets yeah oh, sorry for the 36ers yep. for the 36ers yeah mm-hmm. I mean CJ at least might have some say this year in building that roster so um, so what he might actually get to select his imports. Yeah, yeah. Let's, not, let's not start you on Adelaide no, imports, right, bro. Okay. I'm in a good mood, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, and finally, Dyson Daniels really impresses at the uh, draft combine. So really promising. Um, we spoke to uh, Manny McQuaid last week, and he thinks that he could be, you know, uh, you know, 10 to 20 pick, you know, uh, you know, low teens even. So he might be climbing up those draft boards. Definitely. I mean, all the Aussies get out and sort of support, you know, Daniels there. I think everyone's talking about some of these, you know, international guys that played in the NBL last season as NBL next stars or where are they going to get drafted from that? Forget all those guys. Worry about our boy Dyson Daniels there. So, yeah, by all reports, you know, he's um, he's grown a little bit in the last year or so. So um, I think you had a couple of concerns a little bit maybe with his shooting, didn't you, Woods? That was probably the one thing you thought maybe he needed to work on there. Or- yeah, I mean, I think he was in the in the G League Ignite. I think he was last year, right? So I think yeah. he shot in the twenties somewhere, late twenties or or something like that. I mean, it's it's hard to tell, you know, you know, with, with that small sample it size. Is. But as he you said, he looked okay in yeah. that Rising Stars game, didn't he? At the All Star Weekend in Cleveland, there he certainly didn't look out of place there. You know, they had a couple of those G League um, Ignite players there. So yeah, absolutely all for um, for Dyson Daniels there. What do you reckon? He could he could definitely be like a, a top ten pick. Could he get as high as five or six? Do you think? I think maybe the the lower end. I guess a lot will change over these next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great players in this draft, right? So I mm. I think around ten to fifteen might be a an, an apt 
prediction, right? Um, would, it, would it be fair to say we might be jumping on the NBA store the day he gets drafted? By yeah, definitely. And, and uh, getting a new jersey there, I'd say. So. Definitely, for sure, for yeah, sure. And um, uh, you spoke about that rookie sophomore game that he impressed at, right? Having someone like Rick Barry there to coach him and, and yep. take him under his wing and give him some advice would do him no harm, right? Good call, yeah, yep. uh, definitely. All right. Um, now, I know, I know you've been following the NBL one closely. You've mentioned it on the show many times. So I just thought maybe we'll kick over to you and uh, you can give us a few updates on, uh, on what's going on in, in, in that Mate, space. I'm talking so much NBL one at the moment. I might need to get an NBL one mug or something. What do you reckon? Well, you know, some sort of sponsorship. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, obviously, before we you know, go into your favorite segment there. So what I've sort of said the last few weeks, we'll um, touch base on one of these NBL one conferences each week, as well as a little bit of an update on the NBL one East that I cover. Yep. Um, before I go on, so I'm going to cover the, um, the NBL one South this week. Yep. Before I go on to that, though, Woods, huge coup for our Hills Hornets, I'll call it. I won't call it my Hills Hornets. So um, uh, captain of the Illawarra Hawks, AJ Ogilvy, has basically uh, joined the Hills Hornets for this, the remainder of this NBL one season. We're pretty sure that's the case anyway. So for those that aren't familiar about AJ, he is a local Hills and Castle Hill boy. Um, he went to school about five minutes down the road from where we live, Woods. So Oak Hill College. Someone, exactly. He's always yeah. someone that we've followed his career, you know, being that local sort of guy. Obviously, he was with your Kings and everything else like that. But yep. that is an absolutely huge coup, though, for the Hills Hornets to get him. Um, you know, we spoke with Matt McQuaid um, last week saying, look, you know, Hills have got two really good players there, Paul Brotherson and Liam Moss there. So they probably needed that third guy. So for the third guy, they've just gone and added a guy who's, yeah, basically been a, a three-time All-NBL first-team sort of player over the, you know, he's, he's fairly short NBL career, I've got to say. Um, but look, yeah, really sort of happy with that. Looking forward to, to see his first game. And what should we give a bit of a, a tease about that? Or should we? Oh, just definitely. No, definitely. Okay. Right. Give it a tease. The, the scoop is here. So we've actually got AJ um, lined up to come on the podcast. It's probably going to be in a couple of weeks' time. So, yeah, the Hills boys are all going to catch up for a bit of a chat on the podcast. Really excited, man. can't wait to yeah. chop it up with AJ and talk about his you know career with Vanderbilt, um, you know his time playing with um, Australia in the under-19s, and just that great NBL um, career that he's had there. So, hey, did you just say chop it up? I did say chop it up. I love it. I love it, man. I'm finally learning a few there as well. All right, so, all right, all right. Um, I like and it. We might even get the scoop as well, Woods, because everything I keep reading keeps on saying, oh, AJ Ogilvy expected to retire. So nothing's been official yet. So maybe when we get that run sheet uh, drawn up, that might be the first question. AJ, are you retiring? What do you reckon? We'll sort of break the news. <laughs> maybe there, we so. would start with that, man. Okay, well, second question. Then. <laughs> Good. But look, either way, really looking forward to sort of um, obviously sort of, you know, call AJ Ogilvy's games for the rest of this season and also obviously to have a, a chat on the podcast. So I know we're both pumped for that. So For sure, man. Excellent. So, all right. So look, just going back to, as I said, we're going to talk about one conference. So conference I wanted to talk about this week was the NBL One South, which features the Victorian teams plus two Tasmanian teams. Um, Woods, you know, I love reeling off a whole list of names there, but look, I, I do like doing this just to sort of show off some of the talent there. So um, these were some of the players that featured in round six in the NBL One South. So we've got names like Nick Marshall, Owen Odigy, Jack White, Harry Froling, the Sandringham team. Woods, check this out. Five players they're going with here. Shay Illy, David Okawera, Dion Prewster, Toey Smith-Milner, and player coach David Barlow. What are your thoughts about that? Just a United, basically United on that team, man. Those guys could be starting for Melbourne United, right? Yeah, so be hard to beat that some yeah. those guys. Um, and look, the list isn't over yet, so there's Kwani Kwani, your boy, DJ Vasiljevic there, Woods, um, Dane Pinnell, Lachlan Barker, Daniel Trist, William Hickey, Dan Akuth, Ruben Tarangi, Mason Peatling, 
Adam Gibson, uh, do you need to go and put the kettle on something on wood so I continue with this? No, um, no, 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 go for it. Go good. All right. Yeah. Um, Deng Deng, Daniel Dillon, Benny Lewis, uh, old Wildcat boy, Dexter Kernich Drew. So that's kind of a list of players that just suited up last weekend. So we may get a few more coming now the NBL season's finished. Robbie, is that a little bit of a hint into what David Barlow might be doing post-retirement, you know? It's a good call, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's a good way to do it. Start off with the player coach. Yeah, he seems like someone that is does have a good basketball brain. So, yeah, good call, Woods. You wonder if he might maybe retire from the NBL and maybe end up on a bench somewhere or whether he tries to get sort of his work experience yep. now. So, yeah, good call. And, and, look, I think it's good to see some of these names that we've sort of seen. I know, you know, um, Oddigy, someone that you sort of remember well. Benny Lewis, athletic sort of guy there. So, and that's the thing with this NBL 1 now. There's a lot of eyes on this league. You know, you can, you can um, go to the NBL 1 website. You can stream all the games on there either live or on demand. Um, so people are going to be watching some of these players there. So especially if the NBL is looking to expand there, there's going to be some more roster spots yep. open. So it's a big opportunity for some of these local talented guys, isn't it? That, you know, I guess guys like Oddigy, Benny Lewis, they're not that old yet sort of thing. They're probably still a chance to, to maybe make it back on a, on a team there. I think so, Benny Lewis might be mid-30s by now, but yeah, Owen Oddigy is early, yeah. late 20s and Melbourne yeah. United invested a lot of time in him and he had a great junior career. So I was really surprised that he faded out of the league so quickly. So yeah, um, cool. This NBL one played when it is in the off season gives all these um, executives a chance to have a look at some of these guys and see if they've got s- something left in the tank. You, you men- mentioned someone like Dexter Kernich, Drew. You know yep. these guys. Um, surely, the, market, that guy, isn't he? surely they'll get another shot in, in the uh, in the NBL at some uh, stage. I yep. agree. And look, that NBL one South. It's now five rounds in. So the standout teams to me so far look to be Geelong and Mount Gambier. They're both on six and one records at the moment. So. Um, yeah, so that's um, obviously the NBL One South. So we'll continue to talk about one of those each week. Um, before we wrap up the segment, Woods just wanted to talk a little bit about the NBL One East. Um, so look, we did mention that um, big coup there with AJ Ogilvy joining the Hills Hornets there. Um, look, really great to get a local junior back. Um, obviously, AJ played with Hills, um, I think it was maybe the mid-90s, 04 and 05, helped win a couple of state championships before he went off to, to go to Vanderbilt and start off his professional career. So that's a, a good sort of effort there. Um, they had a good win over Man. Manly and Ogilvy's debut, um, AJ had a, a pretty easy 17, five rebounds and two blocks in only 22 minutes of time there. So I thought that was pretty impressive there. So I'm um, really looking forward to call some of those games. I actually thought Woods, that game against Manly last week, Hills kept this pretty close to their chest. So imagine, you know, the Manly team walks in, they see Hills come in, oh yeah, this team's not going that well. And then you see a captain of an NBL um, a team coming in, the big six foot eleven AJ Ogilvy, so oh, man. Man, pretty cool to see. So yeah, as we said, really looking forward to sort of you know get to, to meet AJ a little bit and sort of have a chat with him soon. Um, look, before we finish it as well, Woods, just wanted to ask your thoughts. Um, one of your boys actually returning to, to basketball in Jordan Hunter. So nice, yeah, deb- I thought yeah, made his debut in NBL One North, playing for the North Gold Coast. Um, he's come back from injury. What was that injury he had last year? Because he, he didn't play a game all season for the Kings, did he? Yeah, he was suffering suffering with a finger injury, and once he. Re- recovered from that he had a foot fracture so i mean um we heard the podcast recently with liam santa maria the huddle with um uh, chase buford and he spoke about how great a teammate he was on the sidelines and he's really looking forward to being able to coach him on on the other side of the line and, and contribute on the floor and this is a great opportunity for him to get his conditioning up and get some reps in before the start of the regular season so Definitely. yeah well he looked good in that first game you know put up 21 points and 12 rebounds um they did lose the game there but they lost the the game to um a team with drimmich and mccarran in the starting lineup so you know no sort of easy game there but and he's just signed a pretty big contract i think with the kingswoods i think it might be four years or some a, a large sort of contract um i know we kind of like having the aussie yep. talent at that center position don't we and that sort of frees up those 
imports. I think it might be three years, years, though. Three years. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Enough. Yeah, but it, it, look, it does free up those import spots to be looking for, you know, wing yep. or sort of guard type players there. So, yeah, it's good to sort of see No, definitely that. agree. Agree. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's NBL 1 sort of wrap for the week, Woods. But, yeah, certainly looking forward to, to do more of that again next week. All right, let's do it then, man. You know? And I, I got to say, I ordered those 15 packs. They still haven't arrived. I hit the guy up on eBay who's sent, sending me the packs. He said, they'll come in this week for sure. This is my last pack, man. We, We've never run out of packs. We haven't. We should say to Australia Post as well, we understand there was floods a couple of months ago and there's been a thing called COVID, but your excuses are starting to run out, honestly. Like, seriously. Like, I don't know what... So you're not blaming NBL, NBL shop anymore. You're blaming you Australia Post. It's been over three months, probably close to four months since I ordered some NBL jerseys. I was a little bit um, annoyed with the NBL um, store there, but I reckon it's more on Australia Post, to be honest. So they need to pull their fingers out. <laughs> but you know I like those upper deck ones anyway, Woods. All right, so let's just hope that this isn't we don't have a, a, a non-pack next week. Do you know what I mean? So, all right. All I'm going to say about this first card is Nate would love this card. Nate, shout out to Nate from the Sport Blokes. He would love this card. The Admiral. All-star card. David, the Admiral Robinson. How so, big is he? Look at that card. Crikey. It's a pretty bad clue for, for our listeners who, who, unless they listen to the episode with Nate, wouldn't have got that clue, so sorry. <laughs> yeah. You could have given a clue about the Navy or something like that. Yeah, I could have, I could have. My bad, guys. My bad. All right. Can't really remember this guy, to be honest, but he was drafted by the Kings. Um, and my only clue will be boys in the... Uh, uh, Steve Hood? Steve Hood! He's the one that played NBL, didn't he? I think he might have. For Canberra Cameras. Remember his name. Yeah. Steve Hood. I know it's not good for podcasts when we're Googling like facts That's all right. and stuff like that, but Steve Hood. Okay, I'm pretty sure if this is the one I'm thinking. Yep, Canberra Cannons in oh, 1992. Damn. So yeah, yeah, former NBL player there, Wood. So damn. Remember him. I remember re- yeah, yeah. I remember Hood in the NBL. I wasn't sure it was mm. this guy. 42nd pick. Yep. In the 91. Yep. Draft, okay. So was Phil Smythe on that Canberra Cannons team? Maybe. Cannons in 92. Yeah, he probably still would have been around then. Yeah. Too, wouldn't he? Um, yeah, I can't totally confirm that. But they actually made the quarterfinals that year. They were led by Barry Barnes and lost to oh, Southeast Melbourne that year in 99. I think Smythe, Smythe might have been on that team then. Yeah. Um, okay, I always say this guy's probably one of the most underrated centers in the 90s. Um, we've had his card many times. It's an all-star card, East all-star card. Okay. I'm talking about, and I'm not going to give you the clue that's going to actually give it away straight away. Right. Give me a number. 43. 43. Oh, Brad Doherty. Yeah. Brad Doherty. And we've pulled his card a lot of times. We have had a few of his cards, haven't we? Like, not an all-star wonder. Not, not, not an all-star no, one. Really unfortunate. Only a 10-year career, but obviously yeah. he's got his NASCAR thing going on now, right? He's still going well, isn't he? Yep. Oh, okay. Legend this guy was. Played for the Nets. I remember him most fondly with the Nets. He could get buckets, you know, when he wanted to come on. Coming off the bench as a bit of a six-man um six foot five then moved to the bulls um played alongside mj i'm talking about none other than dennis hobson, hobson. Yeah, i got it just before yeah. 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 it's funny i don't remember him that well for the bulls i do remember him more for the, for the nets I think. yeah it's me too yep yeah. okay man rest in peace to him um 
possibly one of the greatest shot blockers of all time. Former Utah Jazz big man, Mark Eaton. Eaton. I remember seeing a game he played very early on, like on those old ABC Friday night games, and I think the ball sort of went out of court, and he reached up and he grabbed the ring from a standing position sort of thing, and I remember me and my brother were just shocked. Like, literally one of the biggest human beings you would have ever seen, so yeah, absolutely, shout out to, to the big standing man. Standing at seven foot four inches tall, he big did. Yep. And he has some of, some great records in, in terms of blocks, right? Yeah. Mm. In terms of blocks in a game, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, etc. Because that, that was when actually teams used to actually shoot it from inside, though, Woods. It would be hard to block shots now when teams are shooting 83 pointers a game. Okay, they've got his height right on this card. He's six foot six Phoenix Suns. Uh, played for the LA Lakers. Uh, Love this guy. Who am I talking about? Ced Sabalos. Cedric Sabalos. Nice. With that Phoenix jersey we talked about last week that we loved, yeah. Right? yeah. Love nice. it. I'm trying to think, have you got a Sabalos jersey, Woods? I'm no, I don't. sure I've got a Lakers one. I don't have one. That would be such a sick one to have, right? Yeah. Alright, keep just, just filling the time for 10 seconds. I'm going to check if I've got a Sabalos jersey, because that would be a good one to sort of wear, because we have kind of pulled up you know, his name a few times now, haven't we? Um, I do have a said Sabalos jersey, Woods, so I've got a, sick. a Lakers yellow 23 champion jersey there, so I'll have to rock that one, don't Yeah. With the Van Exel, I'll rock, you know? Yeah, you like how I can call it up so quickly, right? With my, yeah, yeah, yeah. With my record of my jerseys, yep. All right, sick. Okay, this one. We've pulled this guy's card so many times, man. Parks and Recreation, baby. Oh, not again. Detlef. Detlef Shrem. How's his, how's his hair looking? No, oh, his hair's looking great on that one. Yeah. What was his height, Lissette? Was he about 6'8 or something? 6'10". 6'10", okay. Yeah. Well, he's pretty mobile. For and and he could shoot that, shoot that ball absolutely. beautifully, man. He was another guy a little bit ahead of his time, wasn't I've he? I've got a Sonics yeah. jersey of his, by the way. So, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, man. We've got this guy's jersey. I mean, I've said it before. About, I'll, give, I'll give another clue about this guy. Um... He works with a lot of big men after he's retired. You know, Dwight Howard done a lot of work with oh, him. He okay. likes helping. Yeah, Hakeem the Dream. Probably, with probably apologies to Shaq, he's the greatest center I've seen in my lifetime. I do yeah. think probably Kareem would go down as the best center. But look, he was like really old man Kareem when I got into it. But great card yeah. that one as well. But yeah, he was so good to watch. Absolutely. Him. He's the best I've seen ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and yeah. undersized too, wasn't he? In terms of he wasn't one of these 7-2 giants sort of centers. But yeah, he, just, he was a great player to watch. Okay, this guy's name is forever going to be linked with Michael Jordan. A great college play player, but injuries just never let him live up to expectations. I'm talking about none other than... Sam Bowie. Sam Bowie, exactly. It's funny, people sort of like to say he was a bust, wasn't he? I don't think he's a bust. You know, A bust is someone like, like maybe like a Michael Oloa Candy or one of these sort of guys. I think Bowie was just sort of cruel more by injuries, but the guy was a skilled player. Anthony Bennett is a bust. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that whole draft was a bust, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I like those old uh, Nets uniforms too. They've been long and forgotten, haven't they? That light blue sort of colour. Yeah, I mean, in his second season, he's putting up 16 points. Oh, yeah. Guy could play, definitely. You know, he like... the ball too for a big man. 10 rebounds. Like, dude, the guy's yeah. good, man. Like, yeah. yeah. And there's a nice documentary on him about life after and how, how he's been forever been maligned his whole career. I don't know if you've seen that documentary before, but... Um, I haven't, no. It's, it would be frustrating for some of these players when you always judge, you know, judge on the actual draft position, right? It's pretty crazy. But Hey, Woods, we still haven't pulled one of these hologram cards that I love in these upper deck packs. Like, we haven't had one of these hologram inserts. Let's see if you can make that happen. Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, going big. That's the name of the documentary, by the way, yes. Sam Bowie. Yeah, it's an ESPN 30 for 30, right? Okay. So, yeah. Yep, yep. All right. 
I'm not talking about Donnell, I'm talking about... Okay, uh, shares the surname of ex-West Sydney Razorback player Darnell. Oh, Hinson. Um, Played for the Nets, or probably teammates. Yeah, I forget his first name now. Um, Rod? Roy Hinson. Oh, Roy, Roy, Roy. Yeah, and he was definitely teammates with Dennis Hobson on, on those Nets teams. And Rex Chapman might have been on... Yeah, it's all Rex... back, isn't it, with all these yeah. yeah, Rex Chapman was on the Nets at that time, wouldn't he have been? Oh. Yeah. All right. We're talking about Duck and who? The great Portland Trailblazers user Kevin Duckworth and uh, Buck Williams. Buck Williams. Talk about a gun rebounder there. He was. Yep. He was a beast on the boards. Another player that had a lot of success with New Jersey as well. So we're getting a lot of these players with links to the New Jersey Nets here. But yeah, quality player. Did he pass recently? I don't know. We don't I don't, don't want to... Yeah, no, he's not a coach, so you can't normally make those things. Um, no, he's very much still alive. Oh, it was Duckworth. No, it was Kevin Duckworth that no, passed. Yeah, okay, my bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Buck Williams is a great player there. 13,000 oh. rebounds. Wow. Oh, okay. Andrew Canyon, quintessential white guy for you, okay? This guy was a seven-foot center for the box. Um, uh, you know, you know, uh, Paul McKeskey. No, no, you know, he kind of looks a bit like Jim McIlvain, but he's not. Um, he was he was much very much a role player, but he did get up to. He played for the Timberwolves, Celtics, Kings, um, oh, and the Bucks. Um, oh, he did have a nine point two. Can picture the guy's face. Um, he's a little bit balding, right? A little bit yep. Receding hairline. Um, no, no, he's got hair. He's got hair. He's got a full head of hair. Okay, what's his first name? Number fifty four. Brad Lowhouse. Ah, Brad Lowhouse, yep. Great three-point shooter as well for a big yeah. guy. Another guy ahead of his time there, so that's an interesting card there. Yeah, he was a big boy, wasn't he? But yeah, he had that nice left-hand three-point shot, Brad Lowhouse. Nice. All right, so that's the end of all our packs, including the upper hope, deck selection. We're going to hope in the next week that we get some more cards arrive, right? Otherwise, we, I don't know. Oh, suck, I man. Some show and tell with some of my random memorabilia or something like that, right? Yep, yep, yep. Well, it's nice to do it again, just the two of us, after having some guests on recently. So Some big guests on the way. Well, should we just spoil that now, Woods? For sure, let's do it. Let's do it. We've been a bit sort of secretive. So, look, two legends of the NBL will be featuring on these next couple of weeks. So next week, we've got none other than Terry TJ Johnson. Um, 200 games plus in the NBL, had some great seasons there for a number of teams. Um, really looking forward to that. And look, as I sort of teased earlier on the show, AJ Ogilvy, you know, someone that's, you know, look, he hasn't retired yet. A lot of people are saying he might. We're not sure about that. I'm sure we'll probably ask him, though, when he comes on, Woods. But, um, we will, yep. Yeah, really looking forward. So we've got the TJ show and the AJ show coming up. So that'll be in the next couple of weeks. So definitely stay tuned. We're really looking forward to, to bring both of those guys on. Yeah, pumped. And really good good of both of them to agree to come on the program with 100%. us. So. Yeah, maybe we can get MJ for another one up. <laughs> um, all right, so why don't you just quickly go through, uh, you know, the usual stuff, Robbie, where we can be found and all that, right? Sounds good. Yep. So the Twitter handle is Throwbacks Hoops. Um, Instagram is Throwback Hoops, and of course the email address is Throwback Hoops Podcast at Gmail um, Should say as well, you know, look, obviously the NBL is wrapped up. NBA is going to be wrapping up soon. 
send some questions through. If you guys have got anything you want us to discuss, you know, we are going to sort of be doing a few redrafts, Woods, aren't we? Once the yep. season, we're going to probably start from the year 2000 and just do a redraft of the lottery there, which I think could be a bit of fun. Um, see how we'd go putting our GM hats on there. But yeah, if anyone's got any, any ideas, suggestions, feedback, or anything else like that, feel free to hit us up there. Um, and what about yourself, Woods? Take it away with, with your stuff there. Yeah, Patreon, as I said, you know, if you can jump, jump on there and pledge your support, we'd really appreciate it. Um, we've got a TikTok channel as well, uh, Woody underscore V83. Now it's the off season, I'll be a little bit more active on TikTok. But um, no, that's it from me, Robbie. Anything else from you? No, look, I mean, obviously, hopefully these playoff games get a little bit better there. Um, you know, get out and support your NBL 1 teams this weekend. There'll be games starting from tonight now, as we mentioned, Friday the 27th of May, but games going all throughout the weekend there. So wherever you live in Australia, you've probably got a team that's pretty close to you there. So get out and support the NBL 1 uh, competition. It's a, a great competition there. Yep, thanks, Robbie. And hopefully we get a good uh, final series, right? That's it. Look, I think if it's Golden State, Boston, I think we could get a very good one there. So, yeah, looking forward to that. So, as I mentioned, that'll be kicking off next Friday, um, Australian time. Yep. Look forward to having the, the great guests, as you mentioned, TJ and AJ. So, uh, right. until we do it, all again, do it all again next week, thanks to everyone for tuning in. Yeah. Peace out, guys.